0: Hello and welcome to the download. I'm your host Dave Richardson, and it is Stu's Days on an actual Tuesday or Stu's Day, which is, <laughs> which, is which is which is rare. Stu, we we are getting we're we're, getting, we're we're actually I think this is two weeks in a row. We're on a streak. Yeah, that's right. And uh, since last week's podcast was the highest rated one we've done ever, we should probably oh, yeah. try to keep Stu's Days on Stu's Days because people, Cause we people had, like uh, that one. Blue, it
1: was the it was the just before you went to Blue Jays Opening Day. You, you pulled down the podcast, right? That was the
0: that was the big combo last week. Du- double header, so to say, right? D- d- double header. I mean, that's what a lot of there. There's you know across Canada, there's one thing that's pretty consistent. People love the Blue Jays, and people love Tuesdays. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but we and it it also was I think the shortest one we've done in a while too. So that might have been that might have actually been the, uh, the 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 reason behind the uh, the, the popularity of the piece. People like brevity people like brevity so let, let's go long today Stu because we got uh, we got lots <laughs> to talk about we the, the uh, earnings season coming and 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 one of the one of the interesting things about earnings season in, in the US is you get the big banks um, and and some of the smaller banks as well who report at the at kind of the front end of earnings season and uh, of course nobody knows the banks better than you so so what did you see with between the the, the big and small banks and just overall and uh, off off the earnings that were reported uh, from from US banks
1: Well, we started off with uh, JP Morgan, and it was a very strong result. Um, uh, You know, kind of living up to the billing of of all the different uh, financial periods of time that JP Morgan's been through. But a great example, you know, it's something that we have across our portfolios, but when banks have multiple business lines, uh, you know, there's lots of different things that, that come into play to create the earnings. And during periods of volatility, your trading numbers are quite large sometimes. Uh, when you're a big bank, you tend to receive deposits during periods of stress, which you know allow you to make some more money. And and uh, you know the display of of heft was uh, was certainly there on J.P. Morgan. And you know the other big banks have been you know generally similar, not not quite as good, but generally similar. In some of the regional banking areas, you know we've we've uh, yeah I wouldn't say the numbers have been necessarily bad, but we've seen a continuance of some of the things that you worry about going forward, which is you know, their commercial real estate exposure is larger than as a percentage of their assets than than the big banks. And, um, you know, they saw a little bit more, you know, not so much that deposits left outright, but what they call cash sorting. So they, you know, kind of went and found higher interest solutions, which pressured some net interest margin. And, you know, just this ongoing discussion around what will the regulatory environment look like for these banks in the next two or three years? So you have lots of them. Uh, you know, in all likelihood, there'll be some form of consolidation to some degree. They play a very vital role in small and mid-sized business in the United States. Uh, you know, Canadian banks, you know, tend to go, you know, soup to nuts uh, when it comes to the Canadian economy. But uh, in the United States, like those small and mid-cap banks really take care of, of small and, and middle-sized business. So they're really important. But there's a couple of things that get in the way of, of you know, kind of figuring out what their profitability will look like down the road. The first is, you know, some of this commercial real estate, yeah. and they'll have to take some loan losses on it in all likelihood. Uh, the second is the regulatory environment. Uh, the third is what will their net interest margins look like. So there's a lot of, you know, a lot of, you know, things at play, and uh, the accounting rules make it a little bit difficult in the near term also to to merge them together. So, uh, you know, so we didn't really get any any conclusions on that front, but nor did we really expect them. Uh, in many respects.
0: So so Stu, what like when I, when I'm out and and i I've, I've actually spent a time a lot quite a bit of time in Western Canada uh, over the last couple of weeks. And in in smaller cities, And this this guy from Toronto comes in and they go, geez, what's, what's going on in the, in the big towers in Toronto? You know, so you work in a big office building, are people back at work? What's it, what's it, what's the environment like in downtown Toronto? And we could, we could say the same thing about New York city or Chicago or any, any big city where, you know, obviously COVID has had an impact. Not everyone's back the same way as before. And people just go, what's going to happen to commercial real estate if, if, things never do return to normal and 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 I guess that's that's some of the what you're talking about in terms of the risk that some of these smaller banks have in the US and really all banks would have some commercial real estate but but is, is commercial real estate something that we that we really should be concerned about
1: um well uh, I got you like yes and no uh, like banks you know banks are you not not to say banks look uh, out for taking loan losses but you know they build their businesses knowing that there's going to be some loan losses. So, uh, you know, even in the context, like if I if I uh, had made a mortgage against a building, say, you know, pre-COVID, uh, you know, Dave, like you bought a building for $100, I lent you $0.60. Cents, so I lent you 60% of the value. And, um, you know, maybe we thought that that business, that, that, lo- that building was going to cash flow, say, $6. So, you know, six divided by 100 got you the this, what they call a cap rate. So that's a 6% cap rate. You borrowed money from me. You you 60% of it, and 40% was your equity, and you know maybe that six dollars of income has fallen to four, right? So and then as a result, also you know that new four dollars of income, maybe it demands you know slightly higher return. So you know maybe on the on the four, uh, you know people now want to, you know I'm just doing this here as we speak. Um, uh, you know, four, they want a 7% return with that $4 of cash flow. So, you know, the value of that business for this moment in time has probably fallen down to the value of the mortgage, right? Like, you know, four on 60 would be, uh, you know, six and three quarters uh, percent return. So, uh, you know, the bank is going to, you know, do a couple of things. They're either going to go back to the building owner and say, uh, you have to put some more equity in and pay down some of your loan. They're going to take the, the building back. You know, there's a variety of different solutions you can you can think of, but even in that scenario where you know you've seen you've seen a drop in cash flow, and a widening of valuation, the mortgage, the person who wrote the mortgage is only off by a couple of bucks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you know now, of course, there will be transaction costs and all sorts of things. So, you know, it's it's uh you know it's still they're still going to probably lose some money, but they're not going to lose it on every building as well, right? Like when you talk about office, you have kind of three different categories. You have trophy, then you have class A, and then you have kind of the rest, class B, class C, and what have you. And you talk about what different geographies they're in. So, you know, if you're a, in a trophy asset in New York, or if you're in a trophy asset in a major metropolitan area, those buildings are still very strong. Rents are rising in some of those buildings. Right. And, um, you know, there's been new construction over time. They talk about the amenitization. You know, you like your coffee, right? So, yep, you know, does my building... Does my building have a fancy coffee shop does it have a gym does it have all these amenities that uh that bring me to work and the trophy assets they do like they're 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 kind of in a league of their own then you get into class a which you know has uh you know still very strong underpinnings and you know you think about like am i going to go back to work you know, i'm going back to work but you know how often are people going to go back to work like um you know i think we talked about this before but you know my dad used to say You know, you don't build a church for Easter Sunday, but you do have to build an office building for Easter Sunday, right? Like you do need to build, you need to have enough capacity so that on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, everyone that wants to come to work has a place to sit that, you know, there's a great environment, encourages brainstorming, productivity, all sorts of things. So, you know, even even when you're downtown on Mondays or Fridays and you say, oh, it's kind of dead down here, that doesn't necessarily mean it's bad for, you know, some of that class A real estate. But then, as you move out and you've got some consolidation, and you do going to have some reprogramming of jobs and things like this, you know, there certainly is going to be some buildings that uh, you know that bear the brunt. And the question, you know, on those fronts is a couple of fold. Like we we talked about that math about, you know, if I have to keep it as the exact same function, and I just have to rent it at a lower rate, then you know, then all I got is is revalue the bu- building and and the mortgage kind of drives on, but. There's also lots of instances. There was an article in the Wall Street Journal yesterday about you know, turning 10 floors of Rockefeller Center into a hotel. Sure. Um, you, know, you, can, you, know, you can look at, at, at repositioning all sorts of real estate and you know, there's other categories that are booming, self-storage, uh, apartment, all sorts of things. So um, you know, what we tend to look at is we tend to look at the real estate uh, a variety of ways, cash flow metrics for sure, but we also look at it on a, what we call enterprise value to buildable foot. And, um, you know, that's kind of like the land value, like if I had to knock it down and start from scratch, could I build something else that, uh, you know, would be interesting and make money at that valuation. And in lots of cases that's, that's true. So, um, you know, we just like in, in Toronto here, we saw like, you know, we got some office uh, real estate that, uh, you know, stuck in the kind of two or $300 uh, per square per square foot, uh, neighborhood. And then uh, a fancy hotel in the middle of Yorkville sold for $2,100 a square foot. Wow! So, um, you know, so there's, you know, real estate can be very unflexible in the short period of time, but can be more flexible in the longer period of time.
0: Yeah. And, and, and that's that's what people need to think about that, that, that you know, there, there's going to be, the, the, these things are always evolving. Maybe this is one particular one that just stands out and you go, wow, this 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 this, this some this has to change because the way we work is going to change uh, and and maybe not as dramatically as we may have thought a year ago, but it's still shifting a little bit, but things will adjust and and you know the market takes over and and drives the change that makes sense uh, for for how you repurpose these buildings and 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 take advantage of the of, of the real estate, the, 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 land assets you have, um, by, by rebuilding. So it's, it just, it, it it's, it's, you know, it's a concern and, and there's going to be some, some, ch- some change and shift, but it's just too simplistic to say, no, one's ever going to go to work anymore. All those buildings are worthless.
1: I believe so. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, I think, uh, like there's lots of good work done at home. There's lots of great work done in the office too. So, um, you know, I, I it does seem like hybrid is going to be the future.
0: Yeah. And 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 then uh, just want to uh, just just want to point out, Stu was uh, live on the podcast doing calculations with his financial <laughs> calculator. That uh, that makes history. This is the only podcast ever where the uh, the guest star has uh, done a complex calculation on his calculator while talking and doing the yeah. podcast. So Stu, congratulations. You uh, you are a trophy building just for that. Well, on the one hand, my
1: calculator is carbon neutral, it's solar. Oh, good. But uh, on the other hand, I don't know. I should be able to do four divided by sixty in my head. But you know, you make me nervous, Dave.
0: I, I, I know. There's a lot of pressure when you're when you're doing this, and when you have an entire day named after you, that's a lot of weight to carry on your shoulders. But you, you do it well, and this was uh, this was really interesting. I, I learned uh, I learned a lot about uh, again because I think I had too simplistic a view. Of how this evolves, and 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 I think you you likely opened up a lot of people's eyes to, uh, to to you know some the the way this 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 could play out, and 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 a little disruption, but could end up being quite quite fine, and uh, there's a lot of smart people who are going to figure it out along the way.
1: There's definitely a lot of focus on it. There's no question.
0: All right, Stu, we'll uh, we'll we'll shorten it up here uh, this week too, and uh, and we'll check in with you next week. I think we're going to talk about materials.
1: Great. Thanks, Dave. This recording has been provided by RBC Global Asset Management Inc. for informational purposes only and is not intended to be investment
0: or financial advice. You should consult your own legal, accounting, tax, investment, or financial planning advisors before engaging in any transactions.